Welcome to a special episode of Power Word Crit. What? Yes. Corin, where are you? <laughs> Did I... Corin die and fall off the face of the internet? Sure. <laughs> oh, there you are. Oh, there she is. No, no, I'm just sitting in a different seat today. Oh yes. my goodness. I'm going to be running a special game, a different game. And I am not your DM for the evening, but your keeper, in fact. Because we are playing Monster of the Week by... Michael Sands. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse game that where you use 2d6 instead of a d20, and it's very narrative-based in this one that I like, and I've played with Corin and Ashlyn, and we are introducing it to Kayla and David in this wonderful adventure. Uh, and this is kind of in the theme of Scooby-Doo and Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So with us this week, we have... I'm Kayla, and I am playing Avery O'Grady today. I'm Corin, and I'm playing Seven. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Val, the science gal. I'm David, and I'm playing Martin. We're going to go around one more time, because one, one of the things about this is you, instead of classes, you have playbooks, kind of taking archetypal roles in monster hunting scenarios. So Kayla, tell us a little bit about your character, Avery. So I am playing the playbook of the flake, and... Basically, she is going to be our uh, kind of, she's almost a reporter, investigative journalist type feel, but like, you know, some investigative reporters uh, can't stop seeing conspiracies everywhere. Just everywhere she looks, there's something there. There's always something there. There's always a scheme. There's always a conspiracy. And so I can never stop looking for the truth. Seven is using the playbook, The Professional. He just looks like you're... Your, your normal 20-something good-looking guy, something special about him was he was the seventh son of the seventh son, meaning that there were seven sons and no daughters in between, and that was it. And then there were seven more off of the seventh. So that's something cool about him. Uh, so he's the professional... What, what, uh, what does sorry, that mean? Sorry, he's the professional monster hunter. Do you do that for a living? And I do that for a living. Yep. We'll, we'll go into that just a little bit more as as kind of our, our group dynamic. Sorry, I'm nervous over That's here. That's okay. <laughs> Being a player. This is weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're more nervous as a player than a DM? Yeah, I'm looking a in a different role. area. Yeah. <laughs> weird. All right, Ashlyn, tell, tell us about your character. All right. So Val is using, it's the science guy playbook, but, you know, she's a girl and therefore Val, the science gal. She is young and really likes to mess around with um extra planar things <laughs> or extra dimensional things maybe yeah she also has lots of candy in her pockets you say she's young how, how young is she she is about 16 years old okay she graduated from college very early because she's super smart she doesn't really have that good of social skills but yeah and i am playing martin until he was picked up by seven worked at the local kmart boring tedious and entirely uninspiring as an individual person at some point martin was possessed by an entity an entity that has proven very useful to the parks agency because of how much it knows so now martin is a boring unenthusiastic dull possessed being who might sometimes provide helpful information and other supernatural powers to the group. And hence, I will be playing the monstrous playbook. 
As David so aptly mentioned, is that all of the players here are part of an agency, a group that is familiar with monsters in the world. This is kind of a, a facet of the professional playbook, and so we picked out some things there. We decided the agency is called the Park Service. That's Paranormal Activity Research Containment Service, I believe is what we went with. Their job and the job of our players is to investigate strange things and do something about them. So the rest of the populace doesn't. And so, we dive into this week's adventure. In the Serene Mountains of Beacon Rock State Park, Washington, Mr. Thor Thorson and his wife, Daria, are enjoying retirement, camping with their trusty camper trailer. They're settled in their camp chairs around a simple fire pit, she with her crochet and he with a book. What would otherwise be an idyllic spring night is disrupted by the nearby campsite of loud college kids, shouting, laughing, and playing music. Daria and he had been lucky enough to have this side of the campground to themselves this week, until this afternoon when a whole gaggle of them showed up. They chose a site a fair bit away, with plenty of empty ones between them and the Thorsons, but the sound seemed to carry as if they were right next door. Thor sighs, rubs his whiskers, and resigns himself to a long night as the kids show no sign of turning in. Abruptly, the music stops. The noise changes. The laughter turns to shrieks, and the shouts are, are warnings and calls for help. Shocked, the Thorson's eyes meet and feel like they're frozen by the terrifying sounds. Then the moment breaks, and Thor rushes across the drive to the kids' campsite. Their fire is ablaze, and shadows dance across the frightening scene. Youths crouch, clutching their heads and ears. One girl is sobbing over a crumpled form of a boy. A lone figure is standing over them in front of the fire, a cloak or something, draped over their hulking body. One boy stands and swings a guitar at the brute's back. The instrument shatters. The figure turns their head in a ponderous movement and lashes out at the young man with terrible speed. He's knocked through the air and disappears into the broken remains of a tent. Thor is still a ways out, weaving through picnic tables and fire pits, when the attacker abruptly turns away from their handiwork, peering into the far woods and then leaps into the darkness. Thor makes it to the kids' camp, and he quickly moves to help and survey the damage, all the while glancing at the woods where whatever that was went. The kids seem mostly shook up, and there seems to be movement from the boy on the ground and the crumpled tent. That's good, at least. And Daria arrives, and Thor has her call for help. While trying to do what he can to help the kids, a part of Thor can't help but chuckle at the ironic accuracy of his earlier prediction. This is going to be a long night, and just not for the reason I thought. So, you all, we're going to go ahead and cut to being in route, rather than going through the whole thing of like, oh, you get a mission, go spend lots of time traveling. And, you know, we, we spend 20 minutes of the episode doing that. Hooray. Um, we're an established group. We're good. <laughs> the essentials of what you've gathered from your, your briefing was fairly brief. Uh, essentially, essentially, it, it boiled oh, down to th there was an attack by a supernatural being, creature, entity. There are enough things that seem to indicate that at Beacon Rock Park in Washington. And your job is to find out what it was, solve the issue if you can, and also obtain some of its saliva or blood. For oh. my research! <laughs> <laughs> uh, w one, of, one of the um, key points marked on the agency is that you get cryptic missions. Yeah. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I figured that might be a, a fun bit to add. 
What do we know? There's a cloaked figure with great strength and can jump really far, and that's all we know. The intro there was kind of boiled down to a police report for mm. that. And so that's kind of what you, you gathered that. Okay. You all pull up to the main drive in the Beacon Rock State Park, presumably in Seven's decked out van. Yeah. Tell us about your van. All right, so my van, from the outside, it's kind of bland. It's just, it's kind of a dull gray color. There's some like paint chips missing off of it. It looks very worn, but on the inside, that's where the good stuff is. So the inside, we have a whole area dedicated to sleeping because we're on the road a lot. So Mm -hmm. we need like, you know, good sleeping areas. We also have a whole section for Val to do some of her cool stuff. My my lab away from home. Yep. <laughs> so it's basically a, uh, a rolling lab of sorts so yep. she can do her stuff. However, Seven has had this vehicle for a long time. He's tried to trade it in, but unfortunately, every <laughs> single time he's asked for a new vehicle, for whatever reason, he shot down. And... Uh, the reason is because it doesn't look very good for a parks vehicle, you know, may, might look like a park and recreation vehicle, to be an astronomically terrible gas guzzler. <laughs> this thing barely, barely gets 12 miles to the gallon. It is horrendous. Oh. And part of that is because of all the equipment and the drag, unfortunately, mm. oh, no. in the back. The emissions test. Do you have to, you have to cheat that test. to get it to go through? Yeah. <laughs> uh, emission tests or emission tests might uh, we might lie on those. <laughs> it gets buried among paperwork and things. Yeah, I imagine. yeah, just... lots of bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. For those familiar with Monster of the Week, we we're kind of combining two elements of the classes here. The playbooks is the professional gets a vehicle as one of their options, and the science guy or gal has a lab. And so rather than having this lab back and far away and kind of inaccessible, we decided to integrate that and you know, trade out one of the upgrades in the van. We're heroes on the roll. We need our, ab- our abilities to roll with us. Right. So you arrive at the state park. There is a long and low office building there that seems to be built out of or, or fronted by gray stone. It's got nice redwood trimming on it and seems like it's been here a while, but in re- in good repair. There are handful of campsites around, but not many seem occupied at this moment. In the distance, you can see one that seems to be taped off with police yellow tape, as it were. So it's visible from the main office? It's a little ways out, but yes. So what do you guys do first? What's your approach? Do you, you go to authority? Do you go snooping out on your own? Do you go looking for bystanders to find out what's happened? What do you do? Do we see anybody of authority walking around? Not at the moment. Okay. Shall we go in the main building and see if there, any, there is is anyone of authority? There is an office sign. We should probably check in that. so they're aware that we're here. Yeah. What's the uniform looking like? Looking at the situation. Your uniform? Yeah. Their uniform. Their uniform. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm wearing my lab coat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to Seven to know what their uniform is. Oh, what these like park rangers? Yeah, and with stuff? the park okay, rangers. Okay, yeah, that, I was. I didn't know who they were. They is in the park rangers. Brown. I apologize. Khaki brown. <laughs> I would imagine it's something very much like that. 
choose one color. You you can kind of see in through like the window in the door that somebody's behind the desk and they seem to have kind of the that traditional khaki like ranger uniform on. All right, Seven makes a note of that and then puts on a slightly cop-looking outfit. Okay. And pulls a badge from one of the little sections. Like, he's very organized and where, where all his clothes are. And he pulls out a little section, he rummages around for a, a drawer a full of badges. Yeah, drawer full of badges, and he flips through and goes, this is a good one. And he pops it in his pocket and starts heading into the door. I see what you've done there, and I'm like, Aw, oh, Seven, come on, you know I don't make a good cop. They just never believe it. Well, that is true. No, Avery, you have to let Seven have this. He's really into cosplay. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm I- he. <laughs> yeah, so, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's o- it's okay. You don't you don't have to pretend this time. How about how about that? Is that okay? I'll let you do the talking on this point. Unless something exciting com- if something comes up then I I'll try to let you do the talking. How about you're uh, a plain clothes cop who's just taken notes? Ooh, okay, I can do that. Perfect. Does that make me the coroner who came along with you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Martin been a coroner. What's before? your cover story? Martin looks up and gives you kind of wide eyes. Martin, if left to his own devices, wears blue jeans and a blue hoodie. Maybe a green hoodie, depending on the wash day, you know, that kind <laughs> of thing. From long experience, Seven, you know that you're going to need to supply Martin with the cover, and he'll go along with it, but he's not going to take the lead on this. Undercover cop doesn't talk much. Seven's going to pull out, like, a white dress shirt and some good jeans and give you just one of those like badges that go around the neck yeah around the lanyard so you can just be you know a beat cop who just happens to be along for the ride avery uh, takes a very well-worn well-loved notebook out of her trench coat pocket it's like okay i'm ready i slap a sticker on it that says police (laughs) it's like one of those ones you get out of like have the kids drawing book yeah (laughs) (laughs) close enough So, well-equipped, you exit the vehicle and enter the office. Mm-hmm. Right before I enter, I remember I should probably have something in my mouth to make me look a little older. So I grab a lollipop that is half gone. I put the wrapper back on it or whatever. So I take the wrapper off. I put the rest of it, the remaining lollipop in my mouth and just start kind of chewing on the stick of the lollipop to like give myself a more mature look. At least I think it's more mature looking. <laughs> yep. Well, because a lollipop definitely helps a 16-year-old girl look more mature. So did you, like, bite off the end of it kind of thing? So you're, you're just, like, chewing on it inside your mouth? Is that what it is? Like, or... the stick is definitely still sticking out. The stick okay. is still sticking out. Okay. It's more of, like, a the lollipop itself is, like, small enough that it's not taking up her whole mouth. So it's more like she's mm-hmm. kind of chewing on it, but it's also like she's chewing on the stick itself. Okay. So it's at like the same a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's okay. kind of treating it like a toothpick or like a faux cigar kind of thing. Because <laughs> she doesn't know how that works. She's only 16. <laughs> she's <laughs> she been stuck she's... in her lab all day. Yeah, I mean... she thinks this makes her look older. Sure. And yeah. not you know, belief, the young child that she is. Belief <laughs> is like half the battle. <laughs> exactly. So she does that before entering. After putting on um, the appropriate clothing... I think Martin expects that there's going to be people and communication inside, and he was not brought along on this mission to talk to people. Nope. So if nobody, you know, 
herds him in the correct direction. He's going to go, you know, kind of take in the scene and, you know, kind of look about the area, not especially looking for monsters or anything like that, just kind of noting the natural balance and what the park looks like. Is it well kept? Is it healthy? Things mm. like that. Okay. So I think that as... So the, the three of the rest of you are, are going to enter the uh, office, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take a moment here as Martin is doing the kind of look around. Is that you can make a move called Investigate a Mystery. Um, this is when you want to take a look around and get a general understanding of the area. Shall you tell our less familiar listeners how I should roll this? Yeah, so whenever you take a move in Monster of the Week, you will roll 2d6. Uh, when you roll 2d6 on a 10 or above, it's a success. You achieve the thing you're trying to do. On a 7 to 9, it is a partial success or a success with consequences. And a 6 or below is a miss. And usually something bad happens. And it's kind of up to the keeper's discretion. I missed. I got a 6. I rolled a 5. Mm. And I have plus 1 on sharp. Okay. Is that mm-hmm. the correct Yes. Um, yes. Stat? When you investigate a mystery, you roll plus sharp. I'm going to get eaten by bears. I mean, who knows? Okay, you you now... you find a pothole by stepping into it. <laughs> so now I get to find something fun to introduce <laughs> to the uh, mystery. Is there a nearby hospital? No, <laughs> we're in the middle of you have uh, national park. All right. <laughs> I mean, it could be visible at a distance. There could be an overlook. <laughs> They, oh, they, 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 they could have any surprisingly busy first aid hut. We're probably <laughs> at it right now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Maybe a veterinary um, area. This is not good. <laughs> We've got a coroner with us. <laughs> she doesn't have her license. <laughs> so what I'm going to do here, rather than introducing a new threat, I think, because we're just starting, is that I'm going to hold on to that miss to introduce a complication later because I don't see anything at this moment that's going to make your life harder. The forces of darkness are arraying against mm-hmm. us yes. in the background. <laughs> Unnoticed by you. <laughs> so as the rest of you step into the office, is that you see a ranger there and you see a tag that says McDonald on it. And she is slim of body. She's got long black curly hair and generally kind of a a friendly face and brown eyes. She looks up, sees your well-dressed or like professional look, which is not normal to most people who come in here because generally this is a hiking, fishing, camping area. And this can I help you? Uh, yeah. Seven takes his fingers and runs it through his luscious blonde hair. And he's kind of got a a beard going on, very well-trimmed. He's got blue eyes. And he's watched a lot of cop movies recently. (laughs) Uh Thankfully. He puts his hands on his hips and he looks at her and he says, Hello, miss. We heard that there was some sort of an attack. We were called in. Is there somebody that we could speak to about this? Um... Weren't the police already here? I thought that they decided on what the attack was and things. Yeah, uh, we usually like to send out a couple units to come take a look at the scenes just to make sure that we didn't miss anything. I'm just the second round. I have a trainee with me. 
and a lab assistant, just in case we need some some more tagging and bagging. We also have a fourth member who has yet to come in here, and I'm going to turn, <laughs> and I'm going to lean over to Val. I was like, Val, it was your turn to watch Martin. Where does he go? <laughs> Are you sure he's in at the trainee? Oh, no. He's a little myth that she got demoted from plain clothes to trainee. <laughs> Seven forgot. <laughs> so She's I'm, not saying a word. I'm going to have you roll convince someone. All right. Uh, th- this is a variation on the move manipulate someone, because I felt that this is more accurate, more useful. Got a better flavor. More persuasive than threatening. Yeah. So this is rolling plus charm. All right. So... I got a six. Ooh. However, I am going to use my first luck point because this is very important that we get on this case. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is. Uh, for those listening, luck is a finite resource in Monster of the Week. You only get seven luck points over your entire monster hunting career. You can use them to change any miss result to a 12 plus, I believe which turns it into a success. Or you can use it to reduce any incoming damage to zero. Very useful stuff, but it's a finite resource for your entire campaign. You don't get it back unless you've got a special moves that some playbooks have. Coming out of the gate here. First Coming call. out of the gate. <laughs> oh, dear. Does the professional happen to have one of those special I get luck back abilities? I think the mundane has it or something. Yeah, the mundane has it. I don't believe the professional does know. Oh, well. Yep. (laughs) Okay, it's much more the exception than the rule. I think that your persuasiveness and your description of your things here seems to persuade her. Like, okay, yeah, you've got credentials. I flash my badge immediately. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. And it says Agent King on it. Or uh, Officer King, sorry. I'm not an agent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You grabbed the wrong badge by accident. I grabbed the wrong badge. (laughs) Yeah, this is Agent King on it. <laughs> That's what that six was. So, yeah, okay, here, here's the question. How does luck save you in this? Because you still bed. messed up somehow in your role. The but luck, luck saves is, you. is that I... I I'm going to say that... I, yeah, I saw the name on the badge... I think that maybe you grabbed two badges ba- by accident. Oh, yes, oh, I did. No. And started to pull out the wrong one and then reached back in and grabbed the right one. Right. So, yeah, that, nice. that's exactly what happened. Oh, <laughs> wrong one. And this one is Officer Taco. Officer Taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did you get made fun of as a kid growing up? Very much so. <laughs> Officer Taco. <laughs> Officer Taco. Mm. T-A-K-O. Gotcha. Okay. I would laugh if your first name was like Gor- Gordo, Gordo Taco. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Gordito Taco. Gordito Taco. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, I don't even a- like Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, um, Officer Taco. Yeah, I'll go ahead and refresh you. I don't know what you heard, but some of, some of the campers here got attacked by some wildlife, I think, is what the police seem to indicate before the other officers who arrived. It might have been a bear, something obviously fairly strong. There were some injuries, but nobody was killed, which is, which is great. We were very lucky in that. Did the um, police report tell us what kind of injuries they were? Were they bruised, like broken bones? Were they slashes? I'm going to say that the report probably didn't tell no. you. 
Okay, so we're really coming in blind. Yeah. yeah. And that's us. Can we even ask that? The police have been here already, and we're with the police. Oh, this is going to suck. Do we, yeah. in our resources, have the ability to look at things like police records? We used to have surveillance stuff. Before you swapped it out Before for Before we swapped gear. it out for the lab. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you do have an AI who can help you look at yes. uh, the internet. There we, we do. go. <laughs> right. Yep. Ooh, and maybe I can find something on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing it's right, but I can find something. Local news sources. Mm-hmm. So logging that all here, what are you doing now? I think the Ranger McDonald is like, okay, were you wanting to look at the scene or? Yes. Also to the keeper, can I, I don't know what this would be, mm-hmm. but I just want to take a look at her like general demeanor. Does she look nervous about us coming back? Does she look like maybe she's holding something back? So or does I... she have a ring on her finger? <laughs> this 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 can i flirt (laughs) so i think that you can you can see that she doesn't have a ring on okay if if you want to try and get her like kind of into it off her body language and things i wrote up a move called read someone okay this is going to be also a role plus charm i believe Charm, sharp, cool. Yes. Roll plus charm. And you can ask some questions of me, the keeper. On a 10 plus, you get hold two. On a seven to nine, you get hold one. You can spend those hold for a number of questions. That's an eight. Okay. So you get a question out of me. And the ones that I wrote up aren't necessarily applicable, but you you can ask questions about her like demeanor and, you know, kind of read in that. Okay. So I get one question answered. Mm Mm-hmm. Does she look like she's holding any information back? Not out of, like, intent. So okay. if she hasn't told you something, it's probably just because you haven't asked. Okay, cool. She, she doesn't seem to be hiding anything. Do you happen to have your uh, initial case report that was written about the initial attack, or do you still have any witnesses nearby? Um, I, I think that we... I don't know how, of course, how, how these things work, but... um. We gave it all to you guys, the police. They probably have something. In their no, I, I was just saying that me as the keeper, I just like I don't know how that actually works. But um, I'm gonna say that we did log it uh, as a, a wildfire attack. Um, but there, there was uh, some guests on scene, and I think they're still checked in. They've kind of moved their their campsite a little ways away, but. Um, I, I believe that the Thorsons are still over there. Uh, they are in campsite seven. Perfect. Thank you so much, ma'am. Avery, let's go check out the guests. And I, I think that Ranger McDonald like pulls up a, a map and kind of shows you exactly where that's at. It's it's not too far. Um, it's a kind of the opposite direction of the uh, the tape that you saw. Okay. Taped off area. And looking at a map of Beacon, we're at the campground entrance. Is that where we currently yeah, are? Yeah. So we're gonna pull up our map. So it's kind of right in the center of our map. Is that we have? There's a, a little tent that shows the campground entrance. Mm-hmm. So you you had to drive in a little ways, and as you drove in, you saw Beacon Rock itself, which is this large basalt kind of monolith. So Avery steps up as uh, Seven is about to head out. She's like, is it Ranger McDonald? Yeah. So Ranger McDonald, I just have a couple of questions. I'm going to grab her. 
and say, uh, we'll come back to those, okay? We're, we're gonna go ask questions of the guests first. But, but, okay. I know, I know. But we'll, we'll, we'll do this later, okay? Thank you so much, Ranger McDonald, for your time. And I give her a wink, and then... <laughs> as soon as we get out, Avery's gonna be like, but that would have been the perfect opportunity. Who knows what kind of wildlife lives here? I mean, I've heard of things like the Bat Squatch. There's the Pacific Northwest Tree Octopus. This is the perfect opportunity. Tree octopus. Maybe we should go. No, no, we can't. We cannot go. Back. <laughs> we have a job to do. Val, she's just sucking on her her tootsie pop. Where's Martin? <laughs> she oh, looks yeah. around. Does she see Martin? Yeah. Do we see Martin? <laughs> I think that Martin has not gone too far. Oh. However, when you, I think that when you do, I'm going to say that you got distracted oh. by uh, the trees. I'm going oh. to use this hold now to say uh. that you went far. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mindless Martin meandering. is gone. <laughs> Val, get the leash. Get the leash. Oh no. So Martin. Did we yeah. tag him? Uh, cutting to you. I think that you have wandered down the trail a little ways and have been kind of feeling and listening around to the general vicinity. Something has drawn me. There, there, there may be something that is in pain, in sickness, and needs help. There, there is a very, very sick-looking bush here that is just... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a bush. Thank goodness. I think you know he 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 hones in on it, and he he, you know he's just pained looking at this, and you know he kind of he's talking to the bush and you know examining it and putting it out of its misery. And and, and then a- after after determining just how you know how bad this bush is and mm-hmm. and how you know just sick it is, I think that he's still you know just examining it and talking to it, but the bush just starts to wilt. And the bush and like the leaves just one by one start to fall off and then in larger and larger numbers and branches start to just suddenly brittly snap and break and fall on their own as their own weight is suddenly too heavy to sustain them anymore. And so, so, you know, pretty soon all that's left is a pile of old, you know, kind of molding sticks on the ground and, you know, half decayed leaves and just this, you know, small little long dead seeming you know stick of a central trunk of this bush and that's you know that's what he's doing right now and he's he's talking to it and apologizing for how long it's had to be here mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it's had like a little cloth ribbon on it kind of thing indicating that this is one that should have been removed it had been tagged as such but just hadn't gotten to it mm-hmm. and you you feel kind of this release as I feel uh, a lot happens. better as I'm doing it so kind of out of game just a little bit. Do you, do you want to explain what this is, or do you want I to like leave the, that? I like the mystery okay. so far. You know, okay. I, you know, mm-hmm. the, a, as a monstrous, the character has something bizarre about them, and the you know, in general, what's known by the players and the listeners is that Martin something possesses him. What that something is is not fully understood by my, I would say most people. So back in game. Leash, get the leash, Avery. Avery, go left. I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, he pulls out like this this uh, four and a half inch blade. He's like, "What poor soul are we gonna have to put out of their misery because of Martin Val? Leash, 
And then he's just going to start booking it. North. Val is going to ignore the demand for a leash and just pull out her smartphone, kind of sigh a little bit. And then does she have an internet connection? Because she's still kind of close to like the front office building. Um. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think the the main campsite area has some Wi-Fi. Okay. So she's gonna be like, "Uh, okay, Eerie. That's her artificial intelligence's name." <laughs> yes, Val. Please locate the GPS tag on Martin. You guys tagged Martin. <laughs> I mean, he does have a phone on him too. I'm Val just... has tags on everyone. Oh no! <laughs> Do we know about them? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> And okay. right now, Seven still doesn't know. Yeah, Avery Seven's just it. running north. <laughs> Avery's sitting there going, wait, where's it on me? Where's mine? <laughs> oh, no, now? she waited for you guys to leave. Yeah, oh, so okay. the, oh, you guys okay. did not hear this. Ah, dang it. Okay, Avery still doesn't know. Never mind. Yes, Val. Uh, lo- locating Martin's tag. He seems to be uh, not terribly far, just a- just around um, the trail there. I will start. Uh, to-, to the east. East. And which way did Seven I went go? The other uh, way. North? The other way. <laughs> I went west. North. Yeah. I'm, went I'm west. going to say, Seven, you're going the wrong way. Martin's in that direction. Also, grab the leash. What? <laughs> I told you to grab. Fine, I'll grab the leash. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he quickly gets into the van and pulls out this rope looking thing. What? <laughs> yeah. It looks kind of like a net. He grabs it, uh-huh. and he says, where are we going? We're going to go east. Okay. And I'm looking at my phone as I'm saying this. You, you can see the trailhead. So you see that like horizontal straight is about half a mile. He got very far in the short amount of time we were talking to Ranger McDonald. <laughs> Martin felt very strongly pulled that direction, I guess. When you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> he can't refuse the call of nature. <laughs> Call of dying it's, nature. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's on my character sheet. Val's just going to assume that that means you have to go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. I think Val knows my character at least a little bit. Well, yes, but she may not want to acknowledge it because it might go against her understanding of like science. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's something that we forgot to do for Avery. Oh, at what? the beginning of the mystery. You have a move. Oh, yes. Ooh. I gotta bring up So some playbooks have special moves that they do at the beginning of each mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Avery's going to have potentially have some hold to be spent on questions mm-hmm. that can be asked at very... You're not necessarily right now, but throughout the mystery. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have connect the dots at the beginning of each mystery if you look for the wider pattern that current events might be part of. So, nope. What'd you get? Uh, that's a five. Mmm, this is a miss. Yup, that's a big miss. Okay. We are really doing well here. Yep. <laughs> does it say what happens if I miss? It doesn't. And so this is just always an opportunity for me to do something. Okay. Can I have a whole huge theory about the bat squatch? You can have any theory you want. I kind of liked the three-toed octopus sloth. It's the actual cryptocurrency. Yep. The tree octopus. Maybe they carry its babies in a pouch, much like a kangaroo. Quite possible. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta put them somewhere. (laughs) They are also marsupials. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So this may not seem as an awful thing, but you do come upon something. As you all are looking for Martin, is that you stumble upon 
it, 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 a really awful, like, kind of rotting smell. And what appears to be, as you as you perhaps go over to investigate, or I guess I'll just leave it. I'll leave it to you, um, if you choose to. But you you smell something. Yep, we're gonna go investigate. Okay. I think that it would be crazy, knowing what they know about Martin, not to investigate. <laughs> because if they're on the right track, chances are Martin might have been interested in that too. You find the remains of a deer that appears to have been torn up. Uh, I won't go into gruesome details, but it's gruesome details. Hmm. Insert, insert gruesome details here. So Use your imagination. Yeah, everything for this thing is probably carnivorous. And it has either teeth or it has claws or something. Yes. If you want you, you can think that. Uh, oh, yeah. if you want to like get real answers necessarily, mm-hmm. you can roll to investigate a mystery to investigate <gasps> the thing. Yes. Let's see if I do Anytime need... you feel like you're looking for clues, uh... roll investigate the mystery. Okay, cool. Am I with you or did you go off by yourself? I think I went off by myself because you guys are already down the path going After towards Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that with your misses that you ended up getting separated. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so investigate the deer. Anytime we make a miss, we're suddenly separated from the party. Uh, n- number one move on my basic keeper moves is separate them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now we know what kind of a game this is. <laughs> yep. So I got a 10. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that with this, that you do discern there are claw mark here and uh, bite marks. You get to ask questions. Oh. So that was probably... Oh, wait. So. Ah. I'm still learning Monster of the Week. I apologize. So if you look on... I get two questions. Okay. So with your 10, you get two holds that you can spend on one of... A question like one of the following. Like, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it... What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? So I'm... And you rolled flesh chart, yes. Yep. The only reason I got 10. <laughs> trying to think, because I want to do where did it go. And some of these questions, if it doesn't make sense... Can be changed a little then, bit. Then, like, some some of these questions won't apply if, like, you can't. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make sense for the situation. Right. And I'm lenient enough to say, like, ask a question like one of the following. Mm-hmm. I'm. We'll go with what happened here. I'm hoping I'm going to get a little bit more information than something ate a deer, but we'll see. I think that what you can see is that the rigor mortis of this or something. Mm-hmm. It's been dead for a little bit. I think that you, you were able to determine that like this animal was surprised when it was attacked. Okay. That it wasn't running when it Oh, was. interesting. Okay. So maybe that's from the stance of the the legs as it went into rigor mortis or, or something like that, or no like the brush around wasn't. Of grass. Right. Yeah. Okay. But this seems like it was a very sudden attack that the, the deer here didn't hmm. um, have a chance to run away. Okay. I'll go ahead and ask my other question, which is where did it go? I think that what you can see around here. Um, there aren't a lot of tracks leaving this area. Um, so I'm not a- answering this question like specifically in like... Good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it may not have left tracks. 
or it didn't leave. Oh. <laughs> or it didn't leave. Oh, no. it flies. Avery is assuming. Yeah, or it flies. That's what <laughs> Avery's thinking. I mean, she keeps talking about this bat, bat squatch, so I mean, it has wings. It's definitely the bat squatch. The thing was surprised, so if you come in from the sky, the deer's not expecting it. It doesn't have much prey that comes from the sky. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, totally bat squatch. Avery is positive. Totally. There is a bat squatch in this area. It's a thing out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a flying bat bat squatch. That is I, I terrifying. That. Can I just say <laughs> uh-huh. a flying Sasquatch? Yeah. Right? I'm serious. <sighs> Super terrifying. Anyway. Does it have big feet? You know, <gasps> I think Avery's actually not positive how big it is, but we're going to assume it's big enough. I came across it as I was looking through stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Northwest Sasquatch. Or uh, cryptids. So Avery and Seven. Sorry, not Avery. Yes. Val and Seven. Uh, you have lost yet another member of your party in your attempts to find uh, Martin. Seven probably hasn't noticed yet. Okay. Val is very intently following the trail to get to Martin. Because mm-hmm. who knows what horrible things Martin might have come across. You, you come across him and the black remains of a bush. Oh, thank and goodness. He, he seems to be crouched down and, you know, whispering comforting things to it. It's just a bush. So the the thing in his hand, he calls it a leash, but it's made out of like a like a fabric or like a, a material that can be used to help move large objects kind of a thing. But like the way that he's used it before is he's tied it to like belts of people that they've had to move. And that's why he calls it the leash because you could just drag it in case like if the police need to find a body, you can put it in an area where they can find it easier or if you need to capture something, you can use it as a leash kind of a thing. So that's really what the leash is. So it has a it was, lot of purposes. It had, yeah, it had nothing to do with Martin. It was, what did he find and where do we need to move it okay. kind of a thing. Oh, <laughs> that makes, that more makes sense. much more sense. <laughs> so I sh- as he is approaching, I say, there really is no such thing as just a bush seven. All life has valuable and this, this bush was in pain. Right. Well, Val is going to be your partner for today. (laughs) (laughs) And if you come across any other bushes, just let us know first. And we'll let you do your thing. I assumed that you were going to be speaking to somebody in the park ranger's office. Did you you find anything, Martin? You didn't want me interfering in that. I mean, he's not wrong. Of course I would watch you there. Seven's a little hurt. <laughs> Val's trying to keep the peace. And so she's like, Martin, did you find anything? <laughs> mm, yes, but nothing in relation to what brought us out here in the first place. And by this time, Val is like, where did Avery go? Do I come traipsing <laughs> through the woods? <laughs> I think that it's probably just a little bit more time before okay. you're able to catch up. I think that you're you're caught up in your, your discovery for <laughs> At a this moment. Point, I'm I mean, I got going to my, my smartphone and like, Avery, locate oh, no. Avery's tag. What'd you say? Yes, Val. Locate. Did you say Val? <laughs> <laughs> I like try to do the, the volume. <laughs> volume down, volume down, down, down. Please. <laughs> Call and vibrate. <laughs> Eerie volume one. Volume. <laughs> yes, Val. Yes, Val. <laughs> I, I like to think that Eerie doesn't actually, like, the, the physical volume doesn't go down. Eerie just talks quieter. <laughs> just, like, whisper. <laughs> <Yes>. Good. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So you, you get a ping that you're visible that Avery's behind you on the trail. All right. Let's head back this way. I'm sure we'll find her on our way back. Oh, good. If you find her, you, Avery can show you the dead <laughs> deer. So. Phone away. <laughs> okay. So if I hear you coming down the trail, I'm going to wait for you to come over so I can show you the dead deer I found. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, I know we, just what you guys wanted to see. <laughs> do we need the leash for this? Nah, I don't think we need to move it. Okay. Not that we're there yet. <laughs> you, you get there. That's okay, fine. we get there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had enough Avery, we like found that. you. Bye. Oh, Random oh, happenstance. Yeah. Yeah, There's totally. only so far that you can, you like, she, she was a little ways off the trail, like, because this deer wasn't, like, right there. Mm-hmm. But she Guys, got... come off the trail with me real quick. I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> I see footprints. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, Pretty it's... sure Avery came down here. I just call it a hunch. Dry as the call desert. Call it my scientist's intuition. <laughs> Dry as the desert, and there's no way there's any tracks. Oh, I'm sure there's tracks. <laughs> So when we arrive mm-hmm. at this body, and this has been torn apart, right? Yeah. Or now, I have at an least ability. You know the body of it, anyways. I have an ability of my own. It's called Dark Past, and mm-hmm. I'm just checking to see if that might apply. It says, if you trawl through your memories for something relevant to the case at hand, you can roll plus weird to ask questions in relating to it. So these are things like, when I saw something like this, what did I learn? Do I know any black magic that could help here? Do I know anyone who might be behind this? Or who do I know that could help us right now? Is this a time that I could roll that or not yet? I think it's a, an okay time to do that. I don't have a solid answer for you yet, but we'll, we'll find out. Okay. I, th- I think that, yeah. Sure. So so I, I will say that, you know, for, for, for our listeners, this ability is the reason why Martin, who's quite weird, is actually on this team is that he has answers and knowledge about things that Martin, the person, probably doesn't. That, you know, and that nobody else on the team has access to. So I'm going to go ahead and roll for this. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking at the claw marks, and I'm looking at, you know, just, you know, the way the kill was performed and everything to see if this is sparking anything in my memory. And I am not rolling well. That is a five plus mm. three is eight. Oh, hey, yeah, that's you a pulled success. it from a miss to a mixed success. Mm-hmm. So you get. So on a seven to nine, I can ask one yeah. of these questions. So I am going to ask, do I know any black magic relating mm-hmm. to this area? that might assist us in this case you know with you know get with this specific creature or maybe this specific region of the world do i know anything that might narrow it down or help us to come in contact with say some local spirits or possibly mm-hmm. you know help to attune people to you know the the local supernatural entities yeah cough bat squatch I think that you hit on kind of the right mark is that there are spirits around here. Maybe not right here, right here, but maybe right next to where the deer le- deer's head is, is that there is a stone that has some petroglyph on it, which is a neat thing that I learned about. Petroglyph is carved artwork into rocks. Ooh. So a glyph is, you know, writing or things, and then petro is rock. Okay. So, and that reminds you of 
um, a time that you communicated with an ancient spirit in your kind of Native American kind of vibe kind of things. And so you may have the opportunity to do that here as well. So I think in a more aggressive voice than Martin normally has, because mm-hmm. Martin is normally very bland, I say there are spirits here and if they could be communicated with and drawn out, they might be able to tell us more of what occurred. And then I'll kind of turn around and start looking at the trees. And stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how to talk to spirits, guys. I... <laughs> Uh, hold on. <laughs> Seven kind of walks away. And he's like, give me a second. I'm going to see if something works. And Meanwhile, I'm gonna... Val is rummaging through her pack and see if she has any components that she can oh, no. like jerry-rig a device that will allow us to communicate with spirits. Are you going to make a spirit box for us? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mar- so. Martin also, if, you know, if people would like does have access to that sort of, you know, ability and power. It's, you know, just a mm. matter of asking them to do it sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to say that this might be a thing that you guys know. Oh, yeah. I, I think everybody in the party mm-hmm. would know that, you know, oh, Martin good. can do things sometimes. So we're going to resolve seven. What, what was it that you were doing? So I'm going to walk a, walk a little bit out of earshot. I'm just going to tie the lasso around my belt. <laughs> I'm just kind of going to look around, see, like, stare at the group for a moment, see if they're paying any attention, which I assume they're not since Vile the Science Gal is um, <laughs> making something. And his demeanor is going to drop a little bit, and he's going to look, like, kind of worn down, kind of like he's aged a little bit, and his shoulders kind of slump over a little bit, and he says, he kind of looks up and he goes, are you there? Are you here? If there's spirits around, you're probably here. And I'm just gonna wait to see if anything happens. Does anything happen? Roll plus weird. <laughs> oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's that weird mm-hmm. of yours? Minus one. Ooh. Here we go. Are you gonna be your third fail of the night? Four. Yes! <laughs> third fail of the night. Third person failing of the night. I don't wanna just say that, like, no, it doesn't work. You hear a didgeridoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you do in the distance? You, you get a busy signal. <laughs> That's terrible. A, a didgeridoo busy. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, this sounds like a perfect opportunity for yes, but what does it want? Yeah. So, that it's like, so you, you do hear seven, seven, seven. Have you, is it time? Have you come to take responsibility for what I have trained years for you to do? No. Busy signal. Uh, <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> uh, no, but I was hoping you could help us solve a mystery. Seven, until you learn how Ooh. to take responsibility and not act as a child... <laughs> I think that we're not quite on terms for that, for you asking favors. Come on. You just came out of nowhere and through this. What, what did you expect? What did you expect? So for, for our, our listeners, I, I think that the world turns gray for a moment and 
the camera kind of focuses on on Seven and everything else kind of steps out and kind of goes black. And Seven is standing with uh, an individual. Go ahead and describe what this person looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this person is about the same height as Seven. Seven isn't necessarily too tall. He's about average height. The person has a hood over their head. You can't see its its face because its face and head is actually in its arms. Behind him, he has a similar looking... He, he has a, a whip behind him that's just hanging out on his back. And this is like a horse whip kind of thing, right? It's a skeletal whip. Oh. And oh. it's kind of reminiscent of the leash. <laughs> but kind of skeletal. Do you need a leash too? Uh, at this point, <laughs> Seven realizes how similar they are at this moment and immediately just unties the leash and drops it. Like, so I think the Dulahan, who this person is, sees that and kind of takes him aback just a, just a moment like, oh, well, maybe you were trying to you know, bridge the gap a little bit. Listen, I know we don't have the best history, I was just hoping you could potentially help us, but I see that's just not going to happen. And so I guess, I guess that's the end of this conversation, huh? It would appear to be so. Until you're ready to renew your training, I'll be waiting. Right. Sure. <laughs> and he just kind of, he turns around and, well, he picks up the <laughs> the leash, the leash <laughs> and it's just kind of dragging behind him as he's pouting. <laughs> And he's heading back towards the group. As you walk back to the group, then the blackness and grayness around fades and turns back to color in the world. The rest of you, if you were looking at Seven, just saw Seven stand for a moment. Only a moment. Not the length of that conversation. And then turn around and walk back towards you. Seven, do you have a long copper wire I can use? Uh... (laughs) Hold on, let me check my pockets. <laughs> no, I don't keep wires in my pockets. Oh, never mind, I found my spare. <laughs> Great. Um, so, Ashlyn, are you using one of your moves to cobble something together? Yes. So, I'm going to use my weird science basic move. So, when I want to create or adapt a device to analyze or deal with a strange phenomenon, say what it will do and roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, I pick one requirement. On a 7 to 9... I'll pick a requirement and the keeper picks another and on a six or less, something goes horribly wrong. Okay. Well, I really so. hope nothing goes wrong on a spirit box. <laughs> spirit box? Spirit? What was it that your char- that drew your characters, um, you know, to the mm. attention of Parks again? Um, She was trying to create a dimensional portal to what she believed is the true existence of Candyland. <laughs> Another alternate dimension that was like literally Candyland. That would be sweet. <laughs> sweet. But instead, it was a alternate dimension to like a demon plane or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so, something looks like Oblivion. So, yeah. so, so you know, most of us are playing Parks and Recreation. She's playing Doom. So when you ask, what could go wrong on a spirit box? But she went in hoping for Candyland. <laughs> it's a very different experience. I mean, it was for my college thesis. I. What could have gone wrong? Everything. <laughs> Everything. So Everything. Go, go ahead and make your weird science roll. Okay. 
So is this something anyone can help out with, or I'm not quite positive on the rules? Probably to help not. Out. Okay. Help out is if if you have a reasonable way of okay. helping. Okay, got it. I was wondering if that was the so, case. So like fact check yourself. Don't do it just for mechanics. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, uh, fourth fail, fourth person fail. <laughs> uh? No, we're fine. It's a seven. Oh, okay. oh good. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have to come up with something awful for you guys. <laughs> it explodes, obviously. <laughs> I'm yep. <laughs> Okay, so seven, you get. It won't be very reliable. Okay. And then you get to pick one. You want me to read them to you? So what what was your intent uh, on making this thing again? So I actually have like this old like handheld radio that I keep on me for whatever purpose. And I'm actually trying to like jerry-rig it so that I can pick up any spectral sounds that are around us. I took off the front plate and fiddling with the wires and trying to add like a special transmitter that I have from this other device that got ectoplasm on it at a previous mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that'll totally work. And It'll help tune it. <laughs> it will attune it to ghosts. All right. <laughs> and just trying to jerry-rig that. It's not the prettiest looking device I've made because, you know, I'm doing this in the span of like five minutes with no lab whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not going to be very reliable. And, yeah. And then I get to pick something, too. Is that is that right? Yes. I think that it requires huge amounts of power. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's probably why it's not very reliable. Because <laughs> it doesn't have enough electrical juice to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like, I've got this. It's going to work. Now how do and we power it? Like, it, it starts to hum on, and then immediately dies. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that should have worked. Does anyone have a backup battery? You probably do have that power back at the van, but, you know, that might drain other resources. Guys, I'm sure it will work if I just get, like, two more AA batteries in here. And she's going to try, and it's not going to work. No. But, <laughs> like, no. That, that, well. That's wishful thinking. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to turn to our last resource, Martin. <laughs> you said spirits. Huh? Oh, uh, yes. Can you talk to them? I kind of throw a glance towards Seven, who's sometimes nervous about some such things, and say, yes. Can you ask them what happened here? Specifically, what happened to this deer? Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. So, DM. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Keeper. Keeper. Would this be big magic? I think that you can go ahead and just use use magic, because we have decided that you can use magic. For anybody else mm-hmm. who tries to use magic and like isn't familiar with it, it's going to be big, big magic, which is something that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort kind of thing. In that case, I will roll. So this is roll plus weird. Eight. Cool. So that is a... I get to choose my effect, which is that I want to talk to the spirit, and I get to choose a glitch. The keeper decides what effect the glitch has. It works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. So you get to choose the glitch. Ooh, I like this one. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're doomed. Oh, no. So I'm going to say that... Uh, after having, you know, kind of glanced over at Seven, 
Martin is just assuming that if, since Avery asked, I'm allowed to do this. So I just start <laughs> doing it. I turn to the stone and I start speaking to it in a language that is either not one you have ever heard before or simply beyond comprehension. You're not sure which. And when Martin starts to do magic, like, he gets brighter, but everything around him gets darker. Not so much so that you can't see or anything, but noticeably so, and almost, you know, m almost like you're more sensing it than actually seeing it. And so I'm speaking to this stone. All of a sudden, the spirit box starts working as the ghost <laughs> actually comes in the area. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that may maybe... Uh, I, I like that idea. I do. Um, <laughs> Martin and was the power source you, we needed all along. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a spike, and there is trespasser and... Oh, oh isn't that good? Like, Defiler. Defiler. That's I like that. Yeah. Yeah. M more words to that is that effect in different like tones and different voices beyond what Martin is doing is that the air does feel like thicker and more oppressive around all of you oh boy what do you do me personally I'm talking yeah. to a rock okay what, what did you ask the rock something I haven't gotten to hear what my questions are yet Okay. Or do I look for my questions to a rock? The the magic was that you are you succeed in your attempt to do this. It's just also drawing is going on. darker things. So I have connected with this you know the the spirit of the rock, and I am saying to it, greetings. I command you by the old language and the true language to converse with me. Do you hear me? You hear a, a gravelly voice that sounds like if a rock had a voice that it would be talking to you. My voice doesn't do that, so just imagine it. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Oh, that was good. I hear you. We desire to know what has occurred here. What slew this dear ancient thing? Something that has not been here. Since long, long ago. Thank you very much. You said that it is from here originally. Does it have a name? It has many names. The people here called it the Silencer. My thanks. I'm going to momentarily, you know, kind of snap out of it and say they speak of it as the Silencer at one time. And then I'm going to turn back to the rock. I think that as the the rock tells you the silencer, there is a pulse of animosity and darkness from all around you. Uh-oh. And anger from what feels like many other beings. This is not a friendly creature, and the nature doesn't like it. I think that maybe even some of the, like... The trees that are around to these great pines start to like loom a little bit at you guys. Oh, oh, not good. And are like physically moving at you. Time to go, time to go. Back to the back to the van. Back to the path. Okay, uh, Martin, time to go. Are you guys pulling Martin away? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that probably breaks the magic spell. Yeah. <laughs> Seven has unconsciously snapped the leash. <laughs> 
in a threatening tone and is backing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we leaving? Uh, yes, 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 you, we do are. Do you not see the trees moving around us? Have they stopped? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. Because we moved out of the area, probably. When you retreat, yes. Yeah, I okay. Think. Okay. Like, okay, uh, nature doesn't like this. Uh, I'm afraid to say it now. Thing. Yeah, let's have a code word for it. The quieter. The, yes, <laughs> the quieter. There we go. <laughs> Avery, have you ever heard of this thing before? Mm. Val, have you heard of this before? No, but now I have Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence in my head. Uh (laughs) One of my ulterior motives in in this game has Uh, happened. (laughs) So I don't have the ability, but is this something Avery may have heard about? Or is this something I should just... Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a generic term, you know, by ancient people called it this thing. So whether modern people have called it this so thing? it was known yeah. so the ghosts were saying trespasser and defiler mm-hmm. it's an ancient thing that has returned after a long long time and it's known as the silencer do we know go ahead oh i was gonna say are we near again to the main office where i can have I'm, wi-fi i'm gonna say that again? you guys made it to the trailhead mm-hmm. okay okay so we're like a quarter mile away at most yeah it, it's fairly close yeah do I have any internet connection from where we are right now? Yeah, I think it's weak, but yeah. Okay. Does your character not use like you know old school satellite or something? Well, I guess new school satellite. <laughs> I don't know, but it's <laughs> the I mean, reason. The why reason why I use ask... data when you can go off the? <laughs> Ruby charges well, are outrageous. <laughs> well, I still, no, I mean I Yellowstone, we had no service for like. Well, right, right, but that's because we were on, you know, standard, you know, cell service. But you can get like satellite stuff. Oh, you're asking if like, she's got the, special stuff. Oh, that, okay. That's the point of satellite transmission. You can mm-hmm. put it places where you don't have internet. I mean, service. she might, but it still may not Trees. receive service here. But the reason why I'm asking is because it's part of a move that if Ooh. she can access the, if she can do an internet search, then she can take a plus one forward to investigate the mystery, as long as info would be available online. Also, I just used it, so I'm not sure if I should use it again, but I have Dark Past, which, you know, I can you know use to dig up information about things. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I can use it since I just used it, but I'm fine if the answer is no. I'm going to say, I've like, do awesome. it, like, once per scene or something like okay. that, if that that's makes a, sense. Yeah, that works. And that's a really loose term, you know, like, when, when things change, mm-hmm. you know. So... I mean, you can you can research on the internet, yeah. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna pull out my smart smartphone and I say, "Eerie, do a yes, search on," and I'm gonna whisper very quietly, "silencer." <laughs> <laughs> Not taking any chances here. 20, 20 movies from different like different worldwide film. Uh, oh my goodness! Like film awards show pop up. Yes. <laughs> All of them. The silencer. 2000. Please, please limit results to paranormal activity. <laughs> Restrict to this region. <laughs> While uh, Eerie is populating the results, Val is going to like be nervously rummaging in her pocket, trying to find a piece of candy to chew on. <laughs> but she's like, oh, those are all like the nasty granny candies. I don't want those. Why do I have them in my pocket? I give you a stick of gum mm. from mine. Werther's Originals. <laughs> yes. They're like oh, the Werther's. so or- good, though. Well, Werther's are good, but 
But no, it's more like those like watermelon candies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Or like the salt water taffies <laughs> that yeah. like break your teeth. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> She's like, oh, my grandma gave these to me the last time she visited. I didn't have the heart to throw them away and then I forgot about them. Why are they still in your pants? <laughs> I forgot about them. <laughs> so I think I think Val gets back to you. Or Eerie. Eerie. One day we'll get your name right, Ashley. It's okay, one day I'll get your name right. <laughs> new game, new character. Eerie gets back to you. And it, it seems that mo- most references to the silencer, uh, there are a few references to a specific entity or creature as the silencer. This may be a local name for a creature. Okay, so I will tell them. It may not be its actual name. It may be more uh, colloquial to the rocks. <laughs> the rocks. <laughs> you say what? <laughs> I will say that the rock said that the people here called it. Oh, that's um, right. the silencer. But he didn't say that. He just said it's right. called the silencer. So. Now I'm curious. What does Eerie think of Martin? I will have Eerie do an internet search later. <laughs> Avery, Val, do we know of any? legends of ancient beings in this region i mean i was born in montana and we had our own I- ideas and you know folklore but do we know anything specific to this region like bigfoot yeah <laughs> maybe it's bigfoot <laughs> it's always the answer isn't it it's bigfoot it's always bigfoot, bigfoot mm. did it <laughs> hmm. um, Thank goodness he works at our tech department. <laughs> Didn't they create a Bigfoot hunting license here in this yeah. state park? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I need more information because just knowing its name is apparently not enough unless we were to sit and talk to a bunch of people, we, which we might still need to do. You haven't really sat and talked to people. That's nope. true. The other <laughs> you have talked to rocks. We should go talk to <laughs> some of the witnesses. And McDonald. Ranger McDonald. I like to talk to some of the witnesses, especially maybe the older gentleman and his wife, if they're still here. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, Thor Thorson, who Thor gave Thorson, that, yes. that report to the police that we read in our very brief briefing. Yes. A very out of character comment. If only there were some natives who we could talk to, you know, maybe a reservation or something near this park. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know. I mean, old men are good places to start. Mm-hmm. The old men down at the pub, you know, that, that might work. Or back in the trailer. Or back in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to know more if he knows anything, and I'd also like to talk to if possible one of the college kids, because I'm still not sure, like, what kind of wounds there were. Are we dealing with um, a slasher? Are we dealing with myth- magic? Are we dealing with... I don't know. We're not dealing with a slasher. We're dealing with a silencer. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> based, based, based on the, based we on must the refer intro, to it as the quieter. <laughs> the, based on the intro, the I think it's more of a thing that must not be named. <laughs> but he didn't say there if there was that... I don't know. You can get thrown far away and still have meat like, from claws and stuff. What so. city? What city is Beacon near? The nearest town is North Dun something. Bon- Bonneville. Yeah, North, North Bonneville. Bonneville. Uh, it is a very very small town. Is that, the, is the that largest... where the police department would have been located? They have a fire department there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think the police maybe came out of Portland. Okay. It's really not terribly far from Portland. Okay. And th- this is, again, like right on the border of Oregon and Washington. Got it. You can see the Columbia River 
along the road, which oh, is the border between the them. Southern border of Washington. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know where we are now. I think I'm going to go back and talk to uh, Ranger McDonald and see if she knows anything about anything. Just shoot the breeze with Ranger McDonald. Yeah, shooting the breeze. I'm assuming you don't want company with that. No. Maybe okay. <laughs> you get a date out of it, your ulterior motive there. I didn't ask how old she was. How old is she? How mm. old does she oh. look? Oh, mm. now we're going to find out she's 50. No. That's no. That may not be a problem, but... That's, not, that's fine. <laughs> no, I think that she's probably like 30s. Oh, okay. Okay, not as fine, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 50 is okay, 30 is not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now dear. I have questions. <laughs> and Seven looks like he's in his 20s? Yes. Seven likes cougars. See, the point is Seven mm-hmm. looks. You might find him out here. You're in the woods. Seven <laughs> looks to be in his <laughs> Oh, <20s>. yeah. <laughs> Val is going to do another internet search. <laughs> okay. See if she can find the location of any of the college students who might have been involved in the incident because well, I'm sure she has a few names from the police report. McDonald, I think, told us where some of them were, right? I think the the college kids probably is that you gather that they went home. Okay, um, we there there them. were some that went to like a hospital and such. Maybe we can call um, them. Yeah, so she's going to look up like contact information to get a hold of some of these college students and then Ranger McDonald said that the Thorsons were still at the campsite? At yeah, they are lot here. number seven? Um, yeah, they're a little ways away, but like, you're actually probably close to them now. Okay. Um, so you, you did see like an RV as you were heading to the trailhead. Right. So I'm going to be doing this internet search, uh, trying to get like contact information for these college students that were involved in the scene, event, whatever. And then I'll motion to Avery that we should head to Lot 7 to talk to the Thorsons. Yep, I'm going to grab Martin. You said that you were looking in, looking where to get this contact information? I am using, like, internet Every search. Resource. Some people are not very good about hiding their Facebook, keeping them private profiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back, you can also do a background check. I could easily. do a background check. I'm just thinking if that information would be, like, Hospital would be the other uh, available. Well, if they have like email addresses, it doesn't necessarily have to be phone numbers. You could right. go forgetting names is what I'm saying. Oh, so we don't know the names of the college students is what I you're saying? I thought they were included in the police report. Mm. But the police report's not here. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I we thought got a brief brief. You got a you could find it. I thought it was included in our briefing. That's that was my assumption on that. Oh, was it? So I'm thinking that your briefing gave you details about the like It focused the, on the creature, didn't it? Yeah, but Mo- not the okay. names. Mo- yeah, never mind. I so was we don't working under names. the assumption that the briefing had also included some names. Okay, besides what, what, just the Thorsons. What, what if we need she more goes information and talks about to college the students? Ranger, you. What if Avery goes to the hospital and you go and research and see what you can pull up off the internet? Maybe a small newspaper did something. Maybe you can get a police report. You know what? You also have a scene of attack that you haven't investigated yeah. either. Yeah, I'm. Let's I'm, do that. Yeah, I'm thinking we talk to the. Hospital. I'm thinking we talk to the witnesses first, and then we are going to have to go find those college kids. So okay, yeah, here, here, here here's here's a plan. Yeah, we definitely should talk to the Thorsons. We should talk. We should look at the scene of the attack, and then maybe actually these college students, because they're college students, 
they had to talk about it on their social media or their blogs. And so we can search that way to see who might have been there because they're talking about it on their social media accounts. Do a search on Facebook Mm -hmm. for all any posts in this region that talk Mm -hmm. about... Check their Facebooks, check their Twitters, check their... I don't know, is Blogspot still a thing? (laughs) Am I revealing my age here? Not not gonna lie, Val is kind of freaking me out. (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna go through my Facebook and stuff and just... Start putting everything to private if I haven't already. This is making me nervous. <laughs> okay. As it should. So first up, I believe you're going to go talk to some witnesses. Yes. So we're going to go yeah. talk to the Thorsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are all of us going? Or are we doing separate investigations now? Like if you two want to talk to the Thorsons and Martin and I can go you look at the scene of the crime. Split up and look for clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Avery and I will go talk to the Thorson. Thorsons. Okay. Thorsons. 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 Write that down. He's Thor, son of Thor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you yes. think that he's a junior? <laughs> Thor Thorson? Thor Thorson. The camera pulls back from seeing the the team as they are making plans for how they're going to investigate and soars over the trees a little ways. And we see another campsite. This one appears to be a group campsite. And many excited and happy children are coming for their excited, wonderful weekend at Beacon Point State Park, unknowing of the terrors that await them here. Oh, crap. We have to save a youth camp. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hate it whenever you threaten children. So there, there is a thing at the end of every session of Monster Week is that we go through the end of session move. So at the end of each session, the keeper will ask the following question. Did we conclude the current mystery? Not yet. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Mm, no. Nope. I did. <laughs> um, I don't know that you saved him from death. Your definition I of saved save... him from worse than death. That is. Martin believes with all his heart that he has saved this plant from a uh, fate worse than death. A, a lingering, painful existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't know what that. that as long as actually as read long this as part, mean... so I don't know what this leads into. But... Sure. <laughs> and did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Yes. What Everyone learn? learned about sass- or the bat squatch. <laughs> yeah. What did, you, what did that, you learn about it? You know that's pot. Everyone learned it's a thing. First <laughs> of all, it's true. I mean, Avery knew it was a thing, but these guys didn't. So, well, I we, mean, we could at least say that we have learned about this thing called the silencer. Mm-hmm. We also we learned that Martin can talk to rocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that may not have come up before. He can do so weird stuff. So th- that's this pulls into. Those sound a lot more like the last question. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Oh, yeah. This one's absolutely yes. We learned about Martin's powers mm-hmm. and some of Seven's history with this other being, the Doolan. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely things. Something new and important about the world. You did know that there is a creature or entity out there called the Silencer. And that it's an ancient being. And yeah. spirits don't like nature, yeah. doesn't like it. Yeah, natural spirits don't like it. If you get one or two yes answers, mark one experience. If you got three or four, mark two. I think by nature of saving the bush. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got three. So we get oh, man. So two. 
you get two experience points. Okay, so every time we fail, we also get oh. experience. Oh right? yeah, Wait. I am so sorry. I okay. failed once, so yes. I failed twice. twice? No, I no, failed you, once, once and used a luck. That's that right. doesn't count. So you did not fail. So, no, you failed because you used luck. No, no, no. Sorry, I failed, failed twice. Okay, yeah, and but used luck once. Yeah, the yes. so you only mark one extra. So experience. I mark one extra. One for seven. One for me. One for Avery. I know I failed at None least None for once. me. Didn't you fail I your I think you failed box? twice. You no, failed I twice. got a seven. That's a That's success. That's right. She was the only one that didn't roll fail. I think I only failed once. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got lost. Uh, yeah. Because you, uh, you got a hold. That was your investigative mystery. You, you yeah. failed. Yeah, I think I only failed once. And, and then, then you oh, got a partial wait. success. Yeah, you got a partial your, success. Um, use magic. So. That's right. Okay. Okay. So for each one of those, you all get one more experience point. Nice. So I'm at a total of two. As a reminder on experience, when you get five experience points, then you can you can level up and do the level up move, which you get to choose an improvement from your list. Ooh. And after five level ups, then you get to choose an advanced improvement. So keep that in mind and look at the things that you might want to do. Thank you for playing. Hey, everyone. This is Corin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Power Word Crit. For more information about us and this podcast, please visit us at PowerWordCrit.com. Martin, you're going the wrong way. Come back. Garrett, grab the leash. I'm Martin. Oh, wait. Seven doesn't <laughs> stop running. <laughs> Seven's all hold gone. On, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Need to get under control again. <laughs> <laughs>